promises that you give us in your word. That through those exceedingly great and precious promises, we can be made partakers of your divine nature. Having escaped the corruption that is in the world through sinful desire or lust. Thank you, Father, for your promises which are yes and amen in Christ Jesus. Thank you, Father, that you give us those promises free, without any cost. Yes, we may have to pay a price in that we have to come and sit at your presence. But Lord, anyone who lacks wisdom, your word says, let him ask. And you would give. And this evening, Father, we ask of you. Speak to us. Speak to us. We have no other place to go other than to be in your presence this evening. Speak to us, Lord. Speak to us. Speak to us, Lord. And Father, we just thank you. Father, anoint us, empower us. And Lord, I pray that you would truly, Father, open the eyes of our heart and grant us the spirit of wisdom and revelation that a time that is spent in your presence this evening will not be a waste. But Lord, it will truly, truly, Father, rot your work in our lives in a deeper level and bring forth the fruit of righteousness and holiness in our lives. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. To that end, I pray that you would bless and anoint us in, even in the speaking and the hearing of this word. For in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. The gospel is the power of God unto salvation to everyone who believes. To the Jew first and also to the Greek. So, you know, that's a very interesting thing. The gospel is the power of God to the first, the believer. You need to understand that. You might have heard the gospel so many times, but every time we hear it, we always have something fresh. Like Martin Luther says, the gospel has to be reiterated and beaten into our heads every day. Beaten into our heads every day. That is what Martin Luther says, no? And that is how reformation started, by beating the gospel into our heads. And this evening, I want to look at a very important uh, passage which I, th- which I wanted to share for quite some time back. I want to look at what are the effects of accepting or receiving the gospel in our lives. How do I know that I'm growing in the gospel? See, because gospel is just not a doctrine. It's a truth which we have to grow in continuously. Okay. How do I know that I am enjoying the effects of the gospel in my life? Okay, if I have received the gospel, how do I know that I am growing in it? So what are the effects of the gospel? There are five effects which I want to look at, primarily from our text this evening. It's found in Acts chapter 26, verses 17 and 18. Acts chapter 26, verse 17 and 18. Very, very, very famous chapter. Very famous passage. One of the defenses of yes from one of the defenses of uh, the apostle paul when he stands before the kings here in this case i think it's felix yeah agrippa and felix he stands before the kings and he's giving a defense and he shows us what are those five five attributes that we need to continuously grow in in order to enjoy the effects of the gospel i mean if the gospel have we have received it if, the, if it's a genuine gospel and if it's not any other gospel, there is five parameters that we have to constantly monitor like doctors do. They monitor different parameters to see if you are in good health. Okay, so if, if you want to enjoy good gospel health, what are those five parameters that we need to look at? Let's read from chapter 26 of Acts and verses 17 and 18. Everybody knows this very famous passage, but we'll read it for the nth time. 
I will deliver you from the Jewish people as well as from the Gentiles to whom I now send you to open their eyes. Uh, and many of your translations will use the word in order to, but that word in order is in italics, which is, it means it's not there. So to open their eyes, second, to turn them from darkness to light, third, from the power of Satan to God, Fourth, that they may receive the forgiveness of sins. Five, that they may enjoy an inheritance among those who are being sanctified by faith. So there are five parameters in which a person has to grow. I mean, you should, you should monitor in your own lives if to see if you are growing in the gospel. Okay. If you have received gospel, the good news, there are five things that you have to constantly monitor. First is the opening of eyes. Okay. That means there is a continuous opening of eyes that you see uh, even as you grow in your age, your vision decreases, right? But if you grow in your spiritual age, your spiritual vision has to sharpen. Okay, you need to understand that. This is very important. So one of the parameters is how well am I able to see? And the question is, if what what should I be able to see? Okay. See, what, what, what is that thing that we, that we have to keep seeing and which, which has to become more and more clear is the quest, first question that you will have. What is that one thing that I have to constantly keep seeing or my eyes have to be open to? So let us see what does this opening of eyes signify. Now turn with me to Matthew's Gospel according to Matthew chapter 13 and verse uh, 10 onwards. This is of course the very famous parable of the sower. Everybody knows this very famous parable. Let us observe a few things that uh, that are uh, that are um, uh, that that are pointed out or highlighted by Jesus. I am reading from verse ten, and and the disciples came to him and said to him, "Why do you speak to them in parables?" He answered and said to them, "Because it has been given to you, that is the disciples, to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven." But to them, it has not been given. So, it is one of the things that sight is something which God has to give. It is a sovereign work of God. We are all blind. I don't. I, I do not know. How did you receive the sight in John's Gospel chapter nine? I don't know. I was blind, but now I see. Okay, so sovereign work of God. That, that is one miracle where the guy who is born is born blind, and he's not even asking for vision. He's there at at the temple uh, at the step, uh, steps of the temple, and uh, the disciples look at this guy and they ask him, "Is have has this guy sinned, or their parents have sinned?" And Jesus says, "Neither. It is for the works of the Lord to be revealed inside in in, in him. And as long as it is light, okay, you you should work. You know that's what he says. And then and then he takes the initiative. He calls the guy, <clears throat> and uh, he spits on the floor." That's the gospel, no? It's it all. It's almost like spitting. I mean, it's very offensive. Taking the spit and anointing your eyes, you know, it's not easy. You know, Jesus does that to in many miracles. The guy who's ephatha, be open. You know what? I, what? Is, what? He, what he does? He spits on his tongue, and then he says, ephatha, be open. Spitting is a very, very um, obscene thing, especially in the Eastern uh, traditions. Very, very contemptuous to spit on somebody. Okay. Uh, very, very, uh, what do you say, offensive. But that is how the gospel is. It is offensive. Then he does it. He, uh, he anoints his eyes. He asks them to go to the pole of Siloma, wash his eyes. And then only when he does all these things, 
he sees. That's the initiative that God God takes. So that is exactly what happens to every one of us. Our eyes are opened because God has taken our, taken the initiative. We were not the people who were searching. We think that we are searching, but no, it is God who opened our eyes. So the first thing we need to understand: if God has opened our eyes, we have to continuously grow in that. So how do I know? So let us read it, uh, verse twelve. For whoever was Matthew chapter thirteen verse twelve. For whoever has to him more will be given. Okay, that means if you can, if you see a little now, you have to increase in your seeing. Okay, and he and he will have abundance. But whoever does not have, even what he has been, will be taken away from him. Verse thirteen. Therefore, I speak to them in parables, and he says, because seeing, they do not see; hearing, they do not hear nor do they understand and and he gives the reason as to why they are not able to see verse, verse 14 and in them the prophecy of isaiah is fulfilled which says hearing you will hear and shall not understand and seeing you will see and not perceive and verse number 15 how does it start for okay because yeah for because the hearts of this people has waxed fat that's the word is fat okay the wax i mean the heart of the people has grown fat and in open heart surgery in open heart surgery what happens one of the arteries get clogged because of fat okay <laughs> therefore what ha- so the question is they're not able able to see because jesus also gives the reason as to why they're not able to see because their hearts have grown fat. Now the question is, how does the heart grow fat? And what does it mean? The two reasons primarily, I mean, I can I, I look at it in different ways. Let me see first the Old Testament, then I'll look at the New Testament. Turn to Deuteronomy chapter 32. Okay. Look at what, how the uh, heart waxes fat. That's the chapter 32, verse 12. Everybody there, if you've gone there uh, and follow it even as I read. Deuteronomy chapter chapter 32. Deuteronomy chapter 32. Okay. And verse 12. 12. I'm reading and I'm reading from the King James Version, KJV. So the Lord alone did lead him and there was no strange God with him. So there was no foreign God with him. Who's this him, Jacob or Israel? He made him ride on the high places of the earth that he might eat the increase of the fields. Who did it? God did it. He made him suck honey out of the rock and the oil of the flinty rock, butter of kin, milk of sheep, fat of lambs, rams of the breed of Bashan, and goats with the fat of kidneys of wheat, and thou didst drink the pure blood of the grape. Lot of protein diet. He enjoyed. Okay. It's like some people know, for them, there is no other food other than meat. Okay, so this is guy, then God knew it and he gave them. And then verse 15, it starts with how? But, oh, Yeshurun, what happened? Yeshurun waxed fat. That is, and he started kicking. Why did he become fat? Because he started increasing. Increasing see, increasing it can happen in two ways. Success can happen in two ways. Success in ministry can go to your head. Or success in the world also can go to your head. And both ways, your heart might wax fat. Or you think that you are more separate than the others. 
Okay. And therefore you are fat. You are not able to see. And then what happens? Look at this. But Jeshurun fat, fax and kicked. Thou art waxen fat. Thou art grown thick. Thou art covered with... See how many times he's saying? Fat, 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 fat. You are a fatty. Motu. Obese. Fat. Then he is like literally has become Buddha laughing. Okay. Thou, then he... Then what happened... He became fat, then he forsook God which made him and lightly esteemed the rock of his salvation. The foundation, he forgot completely. And then what happened? They provoked him to jealousy with strange gods. They started running after other gods. Now what are these other gods? For us it could be, it's not just not Krishna, Rama or any other idol. No, we may not be worshipping idols per se. There could be something else which has captured our heart. Okay, and then abominations provoked uh, uh, with strange gods, with abominations provoked they, him to anger. And verse 17, they sacrificed unto devils. That means now the moment you start away from God, what co- comes over is demonic activity. So that is, that is the reason there are two kinds of wisdom. The wisdom which is from above and the wisdom which is not from above. The wisdom which is not from above has three characters. It is earthly, it is sensual, meaning it has got to do with your senses. How does it taste? How does it feel? How do, how, what do people think? How do, how do you perceive through your natural senses is the wisdom from which is from below. And he says, it is earthly, it is sensual, and it is thirdly, it is demonic. It is de- devilish. And what has happened? They sac- started sacrificing to devils without, they don't even know it, they, uh, that they were doing that. Okay, that came newly up. Uh, newly up. So they sacrificed unto devils, not to God, to gods whom they did not know, to new gods that came newly up. That means, as, a, as like, I think it was Augustine who said, the heart is an idol factory. It is constantly manufacturing idols. So if your heart has got no God in it, what will, what will you automatically turn? And what has actually caused you to be, to turn to other gods is success. Or in your, in your ministry, primarily because many, many men of God, Uzziah and all these people, they became successful in their spiritual walk. That is when they fell. You need to understand. Spiritual pride is the greatest of all prides. Okay. You see, that is an unbelievable pl- 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 plot of the enemy. So they provoked him to jealousy with strange gods, with abominations. And then verse 18, of the rot rock that begat you, you were unmindful and you have forgotten the God that formed you. And the Lord saw it. He abode them because of the provoking of his sons and of his daughters. And he said, I will hide my face from them. I will see what their end shall be for they are a very fruit generation. Children in whom there is no faith. No faith. Ultimately, what has happened? Faith is gone completely. We walk by faith and not by sight. No, they are no longer walking by sight, uh, faith. They are walking by sight. They have completely lost their vision. Why? Some kind of a success has gone. So, two kinds of success. First success, let me show you. John's Gospel chapter 9. This is uh, when you think that you are successful in your in your spiritual walk. John's Gospel chapter 9. Let's read from verse 35 onwards. Let's see what happens here. Are you there? Let me read it. Jesus heard that they had cast him out. Who is this guy? The blind man who saw. Now, he was cast out of the synagogue because he confessed that Jesus was a prophet. Okay. And when he had found him, he said to him, Do you believe in the Son of God? 
he answered and said, who is he, Lord, that I may believe in him? And Jesus said to him, you have both seen him and it is he who is talking to you. Let me tell you something. You have not completely seen until you have seen Jesus. Your eyes might have been opened physically, but you have actually not seen until you have met or seen or encountered the person of Jesus. You understand what I'm saying? No, the, the point is, the Pharisees, they are such incredible doctors of the law. That, that, that's what they have doctorate degrees in the law, in, 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 in the Bible. But the point is, it says, you don't have, John's Gospel chapter, you don't have to turn there. John's Gospel chapter 5, he says, you, you don't have the word of God abiding in you because the word of God is pointing towards me and I'm right in front of you and you're not able to see me. So he's asking this guy, uh, who's the Lord? Now you see me, right? So you have actually not completely seen until and unless you have encountered the person of Jesus. Let me tell you, all of us, irrespective of what your age is, you have truly not been saved unless and until you have encountered the person of Jesus. Do you know that? salvation there's no salvation without encountering the person. Because salvation is about a relationship with a who? With a person. So you know, what has happened? And Jesus said to him, you have both seen him and he is, it is he who is talking to you. Then he said, Lord, I believe. And he worshipped him. And verse 39. And Jesus said, for judgment I have come into this world. Though those who do not see may see. And those that, that who see may be made blind. And verse 40. And some of the who? The Pharisees. Who are the Pharisees, Baba? Those are the people who have come to the to the epitome of their spiritual life, so-called. That's the reason why Paul says, if I have to really, really uh, boast in my flesh, I am. I should really be boasting too much. You know, I was circumcised on the eighth day. I was of the tribe of Benjamin. I was Pharisee of the Pharisees. Okay, Pharisees of all the Pharisees concerning zeal, persecuting the church, concerning the righteousness which comes by the law, blameless. But all the thing, what, I, what do I consider it as? Dung, penta. Yes, that's exactly what he calls it. So that I may know him, not having the righteousness of my own, but the righteousness which come by, comes by faith. So what happens? They say, they say, uh, they heard these words, the Pharisees heard these words, and you know what they ask? Are we blind also? Okay. And then what he says, verse 41, Jesus said to them, if you were blind, you would have no sin, but you, you say that we see, therefore your sin remains. If they said, Lord, we don't see, can you imagine? Lord, we can't see. See, what has happened, what has caused them not to accept Jesus is because they thought they were righteous in themselves. That is one way you become proud. Another place, Revelation chapter 3, verse 14. Revelation chapter 3, verse 14 onwards. See, sometimes you might say this is too much. Vijay, you are speaking too much. Too much, too much, too much. No, no, I am actually not speaking too much. Jesus died on the cross. That is what much? <laughs> it is like you cannot even compare that, no? Maximum much. And if you see Jesus on the cross, you will say, Lord, <laughs> what is this much? How much do you love me? Okay, look at what it says, verse 14. And the, and to the angel of the church of the Laudations. You know, it's very interesting, okay? 
to the angel at the of the church at Ephesus, to the angel of the church at Smyrna, to the angel of the church at Pergamum, to the angel of church of the church at Thyatira, to the church, angel at the church at Sardis, to the angel of the church at Philadelphia, to the angel of the church of the Lord Lavadesh he's not saying at Laodicea of the Laodiceans what does it mean what does it mean the church has become people church you know when I, to, when I was in Montreal I used to go to a church I, I was trying to find a church there was one church called the people's church of Montreal this is exactly what it is the people's church who rules the church the people they will decide what the, who the pastor is, what the pastor will preach or not preach. And in the middle of the preaching, they will lift up their hands and say, we don't understand. Right? In the middle. And the pastor is okay with it. You know why? Because it is the church of the people. See, when the people start ruling, it's like, you know, when women become leaders, the children become rebels. That's exactly how it, ha- how it happens. Where there's no authentic leadership, where the people have started ruling the church. And it is happening everywhere. Where the people are taking over. What are the people? They don't have any, what is that? There's, there's no separation in their lives. It's like, you know, uh, like, uh, like, uh, like, uh, like, uh, like uh, Jehoroboam, he's taking the priest and he's taking the priest of any tribe to become the priest. Who are supposed to be the priests? Only the Levites. Who are the Levites? They are the people who said, "My, I do not know my father. I do not know my mother. Who is my father? Who is my mother? Can you believe that? He just, he just was dead to every earthly relationship in his life. And those kinds of people are not called to be priests anymore. He, he's going to appoint anybody. And when Amos comes and, and, and prophesies against Israel, that guy, the priest comes and says, please go, go, go to Judah. Don't prophesy here. Go to Judah. Okay, we we don't want to we don't want you to come and prophesy here and please please go go go. Okay, there you will find, there you'll have a plenty of audience for your prophecies. Here, no audience for you, please. Why? Because it has become a church of the Laodiceans where the people are ruling. Now look at what hap- what what has happened over there. And the angel of the church of the Laodiceans write these things: says the Amen, the faithful, and the true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. I know your works. Verse fifteen: that you are neither cold nor hot. Okay. I could wish that you were cold or hot. So then because you are lukewarm and neither cold or hot, I, w- I want to vomit you out of my mouth. Because you say, what are, what are you? I am rich. I am wealthy. I have need of nothing. What is common there in all these three? I, Adi. Point. Finished. Your days are numbered. The greater the number of eyes, the lesser the number of days. Okay, I have, I am rich, I have become wealthy, I have need of nothing and you do not know that you are wretched, miserable, poor and then blind and naked. You know what? You don't know that you're blind. You know why? Because there is, you think that because you have all these worldly riches and you don't have me. See, if you have all the riches of the world and you don't have Christ, you are the daridra of everybody. Of all creation you are. That is the reason why it says, if in this life only we have hope in Christ Jesus, of all the people we are the most miserable. And but if you do not have, if you have God, that is the reason why it says, blessed, it is blessed to have little with righteousness than to have great wealth without righteousness. So this is, you're blind. You know why? Because 
that something else has taken over your heart. Success in the world. So spiritual success or success in the world, anything can make you blind. So we have to constantly ask God. So how do we therefore keep ourselves from becoming blind? Not only that, that our vision becomes sharper is a question. No? First, Isaiah chapter 6. Let's see. First, verse 1 onwards. And I'll give you two examples as to how you can become, uh, you, you can guard yourself against spiritual blindness and allow the gospel of God to work in your lives. Okay. Chapter 6 of Isaiah, in the year that King Uzziah died. Who is this Uzziah? The guy who, who said, I, 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 he had to die. Uzziah had to die. Then what happens? I saw. Ah. You see, you'll start seeing when you see the Lord high and lifted up in your life. That is the reason why Jesus says, if I be lifted up, if my work in your life is lifted up, I will draw all men unto myself. And then he says, I saw the Lord high and lifted up, etc. And verse 5, somebody can read it. Mm-hmm. I am ruined. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You see that? I am a man of unclean lips. I am a, you see, this is what happens when you listen, when you encounter the person of Jesus Christ. This is exactly what happens to you. You say, I am undone. Completely undone. Another person. Turn to Daniel chapter 10, verses 7 and 8. Daniel chapter 10, verses 7 and 8. Somebody can read it. I, Daniel. I, Daniel. I, I, your, your translation is the ESV translation. Eh? And, okay, let me read it in my translation. Okay. I'm reading from verse 10 on, 7 onwards of Daniel chapter 7, uh, 10. Okay. 10 verses 7 onwards. And I, Daniel, saw the vision. For the men that were with me saw not the vision. I like that. I did not see the, or saw not the vision. But a great quaking fell upon them, so they fled and hid themselves. Therefore I was left alone and saw, you see how many times again, saw this great vision and there remained no strength in me for my comeliness was turned in me into corruption. You know, you know I'll tell you what sogosu vikaramayanu with subtitles. Sogosu means beauty. Vikara means ugly. He says, what I thought was beautiful inside of me became ugly. You see, that is when you see, actually saw. When did you see God? When you know that your beauty is ugly. You see, you know the story of uh, Dorian Gray, right? Dorian Gray. That I, I'll tell you for those, for those people who do not know the story of Dorian Gray. Dorian Gray was this handsome young man. It's a story. Handsome. Extremely handsome. The epitome of handsomeness. And a ward and the handsome. That's a, a very, very handsome fellow. And there's an artist. He says, you know what, I'm so enamored by your beauty, but your, by your handsomeness. You know, uh, we have a student in our school. I said, uh, Phineas, uh, you are very handsome, he said. He said, no, 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 I don't want to be handsome, I want to be beautiful, he said. It's okay, no problem. <laughs> okay, so, no, 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 I don't want to be handsome, I want to be beautiful. They didn't still, didn't understand handsome, okay. So, he was, he was an extremely handsome guy and this, and this, uh, and this uh, uh, painter or this artist, he wants to 
put this portrait, I mean, wants to paint his portrait and say, you know what, Dorian, I like you. You are the epitome of handsomeness. So let me just uh, draw a picture. Okay. And they draw the picture of Dorian Gray. And now Dorian Gray looks at his picture and he says, Papa, how beautiful I am. And then he asks this uh, artist, boy, this is a supernatural work. And then he says, what if, what if, if I do anything wrong, my external beauty will remain the same, but the but the the portrait which I which this guy, this this guy drew will become ugly with every wrong thing that I do. Okay, this is fantastic. And then then he said, I can escape with all my debaucherous lifestyle because people will think I am so nice, while my portrait is getting beautiful. I mean, sorry, ugly. So he gets this wish, and then he. And he he puts his uh, portrait in the in the attic of his home, and now he is enjoying his life. His external beauty has remained the same, and he is doing all kinds of sin. One day, the artist finds him in a bar, doing all kinds of nonsense, and he looks at Dorian Gray and he says, "What happened to you? How come you have become so ugly in in terms of your behavior?" He says, "Shut your mouth! Don't say anything." So then he, this artist remembers the portrait and he goes back to Dorian's home and he's searching for the portrait and he finds, he goes to the attic and he gets the portrait out and then he sees the picture of Dorian Gray absolutely ugly. And then he comes and pleads with Dorian and he says, please change your lifestyle, repent of your sins, look at what has happened. And that guy says, no way. And he, because he wants to continue in his lifestyle, he takes his, takes a knife and murders the, 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 the painter. And hides his portrait. And you know the story. You see, this is exactly what people do. Unless and until you encounter Christ, you will st- you will not understand how vikaram you are. <laughs> Sogasu has become vikaram. Beauty has become ugly. That is the reason why God says in First Peter, Peter says in First Peter chapter 3, let not your adorning be that of the external, the braiding of the hair and the putting of the golden uh, golden ornaments and the, and the etc, etc, etc. But let it be the of the hidden person of the heart, the imperishable beauty of a meek, gentle and a quiet spirit, which in the sight of God is precious. That is precious, that is beauty. But unless and until you encounter the beauty of Jesus, that is the reason why we sing that song. Let the beauty of Jesus be seen in, he, seen in me. All his wondrous compassion and purity. Oh, thou spirit divine, let my nature refine till the beauty of Jesus be seen in me. That's the song that we used to sing at the end of our service in Methodist Church. English service. Let the beauty of Jesus be seen in me. You see, when we are blinded, to our own sicknesses and our own. When, when, when are we blinded? Because either we are successful in our spiritual life or we are successful in any, any other success. It's a success has got a tremendous way to hide our actual true condition. It's like Naman. What is he? Oh, the captain of the guard of Syria. He is the one who conquered all the armies and the king spoke very highly about him. But he's a... And what, does he has, what, what should he do? He has to hide his leprosy in his coat. That is his true, real, true condition. And until and unless he has an encounter with God, he will not be able to understand his true condition. Okay? So did you understand? You, see, you, 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 you really are able to see when you are able to see your own 
sin. Okay, first, how is my how is my vision good? I, when I'm able to see my own sin, that means my vision is good. Second, I'm able to see well if I'm able to understand the scriptures and see the person of Christ. Two things have to happen. Okay, let us let us go there. Uh, Luke's Gospel, chapter twenty-four, verse thirteen. One of my favorite chapters in the Bible, and I made a movie also out of this. You know that, right? <laughs> Let's retrun from verse thirteen. Somebody can read it. Now behold, look, look, okay. Now, now behold, two of them were traveling the same day to a village called Emmaus, which was seven miles from Jerusalem, and they talked together and all these things which had happened. So it was when they are conversed and reasoned that Jesus himself drew near and went with them. Verse 16, but their eyes were restrained. How, when will their eyes be opened? Look at what verse 30. Now it came to pass as he sat at the table with them that he took bread, blessed, and broke it, and he gave it to them. Then their eyes were opened. When? At the breaking of bread. When you see your sin on the cross being paid, then your eyes will be opened. And then, verse 44. Then he said to them, These are the words which I spoke to you while I was still with you, that all things must be written in the law, of, uh, which are written in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms concerning me. And he opened their what? Understanding that they may comprehend the scriptures. You see, you have to, ha- you have increased understanding of the scriptures. How do you have an increased understanding? You know the person of Jesus Christ better today. You know him. You understand his voice. You know his voice. And how does it start? It starts off by first hearing the voice of your parents. Samuel, Samuel. Where did he run to? Whom did he run to? Eli. Samuel, Samuel. Whom did he run to? Eli. Samuel, Samuel. Whom did he run to? Then Eli said, No, I know that the Lord is calling you. Now this time when you hear Samuel, Samuel, say, Your servant, is speaking, speak Lord. See, this is how you, that is the reason why I love this verse in First Peter chapter 1. Let somebody can read it. Verses uh, 8 and 9. First Peter chapter 1 verse 8 and 9. You are able to understand the scriptures. In other words, when you understand the scriptures, you are able to see God, the, the Jesus himself. Okay, The person of Jesus becomes more and more clear for you. Verse 8 and 9. Though you have not seen him, have you? how many of you have seen Jesus personally? No, but look at what he says. Though you have not seen him, you love him as if he's real. How can you, per- you, you, you cannot love an idea. You, you have to li- li- like a person. See, it's unlike mathematics. You don't fall in love with Pythagoras. Just because you know his theorem. You might apply Pythagoras theorem and get a job and make a lot of money. But that does not make you fall in love with Pythagoras. You might take Albert Einstein's theory and you might, and you might appreciate, appreciate his mind and you appreciate his intellect and his knowledge and everything, but you will not fall, fall. But here, the more you read the scriptures, the more you will fall in love with Jesus. That is the reason why, how I love you. How I adore you. My breath, my sunshine, my all in all, the great creator became, so the great, uh, became my savior and all God's fullness dwelleth in him. Yeah. So, though though you do not see him, you believe in him, and what happens? You rejoice with joy inexpressible and full of glory. You know what? One of the things that happens to you, two things will happen. You know, uh, you know him so well 
there is tremendous amount of joy in the midst of sorrow. Everybody might be against you, but you have tremendous joy. All circumstances against you, but you have joy. How can you have joy when people are plundering your goods? That's what it says in Hebrews. They joyfully accepted the plundering of their goods. How? How can you have joy? And out of their poverty, they gave. And and, and they said, we want joy. And they were full of joy when they were giving. Why? Because you know what? They knew the person. And you know, because they know the person, they understand that they will never be poor. Because they have him. Think about it, not like pastor said, credit unlimited last time. If you have the Central Bank of India, RBI, backing you up, I'm funding you. It's like that. Whatever you do, funding, funding you. So, I will never lose. I can never lose. If Even if temporarily, I'm. That, that's what I, I always say, you know, it's, is, it, is it anything for God to give us wealth? No, it's a small thing. The bigger thing is to keep you humble. That's the bigger. That's a dangerous thing. The more success comes, uh, is, that's what that's what Jack Puran said. He said the most difficult thing for God to do is to bless a man and to keep him humble. <laughs> See that? Why does he become blind? I say in Telugu there's a very interesting say. You are not able to see anything here. Reality is, you're completely oblivious to reality because success has taken over. You see, that's very important. Okay, understand? Then first, you're able to see your own sin. Then you're able to see, that is the reason why Psalm 119 verse 18, what does it say? Open thou my eyes that I might behold wonderful things out of thy law. How many of you like the law? Deuteronomy. After you read Deuteronomy, oh, Leviticus, fantastic book, Baba. How many of you said, I had, I enjoyed reading through Leviticus? You open your eyes when you are able to see that. You are able to see wondrous things out of his law. Beautiful. He is able to see. Who is able to see? David. David wrote Psalm 119. 176 verses. What we call as acrostic. You know. Aleph, Beit, Gimel, Dalet, Tu. Thav. 176 verses he wrote because he understood and he understood the person of Jesus Christ. Okay, first you are able to see your own sin. Second, you are able to see your own, uh, the the scriptures you are able to understand. Third, you are able to see is something very interesting. You are able to see the unseen. The unseen becomes real, more real to you. For example, turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Let me show you. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse, I will tell you exact verse. I forgot to write the verse here. Verse uh, 4 to 6. Uh, four, three, to, uh, 3 to 6. Somebody can read it please. Mm. Ah, see, this is this is exactly what uh, uh, revelation is. No, Revelation is like this. No, Revelation is like t- getting a good dish and covering it like this. Okay. Nice chicken curry you made or mutton curry whatever it is and what is coming smell is coming and then you remove the parda parda nikal diya then this is it ante 
తెరని తీసేయడమే టు రిమూవ్ ద వెయిల్ ఈజ్ వాట్ రెవల్యూషన్ ఇస్ ఓకే ఎనీవేస్ as blinded mm 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 to shine on them one verse 5 and 10 5 and 6 mm 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 yes for god you for jesus sake yes to shine out of darkness yeah mm hmm of the glory of god in the face of jesus christ that is the reason why the saswata sutram in our school is now gurumukhasya vidyala bhyate where should you see you see our guru who is our ultimate guru rabbi jesus himself and what has happened gospel is able to take away that veil and show us the face of jesus christ and what is the effect of that that is found in verse 18 verse uh, 17 and 18 please aha yeah, just light and momentary says some other translation a light and momentary affliction what is that 39 times being lashed okay shipwrecked several times hunger on sea for several days have you ever been on the sea first of all when you are on sea only even at the dock you will have seasickness it's unbelievable okay i'm telling you no i i don't know one thing motion sickness is one of the, my major problems if i go on a ghati terrain i just throw up like crazy and if i am on the sea for by default i'll throw up because we had this cruise on a in san francisco when i went cruise on a cruise ship i mean we had a banquet on a cruise ship banquet on a cruise ship now if i have sea sickness and they give me banquet in a cruise ship okay and you wouldn't believe it everything the choicest wine and the best of the food was available on that cruise ship and then we started sailing very slow okay i think maybe one nautical mile per hour only slowly we were going and the moment i sat and it started my stomach started churning and now this guy paul is on the sea on a log for several years several days and then he says that is what affliction light and momentary affliction how can he say light and momentary affliction baba because next verse this light and momentary affliction which is but for a moment obviously no when compared to infinity 70 years is nothing for ever and ever and ever and ever and ever to compare yeste vanda sambatsala nu nu patkeste kuda ente waste kada see you can live a lot as i told you know it is uh, god says i will give you a long life long life doesn't mean that you are going to live forever and ever i mean for 150 years it's like tortoise in uh, nehru zoological park uh, it is there for in the nehru zoological park and its age is now currently i think 180 years the first uh, animal that you will see when you enter into nehru zoological park is a 170 year tortoise which is there alaga tishtesan ante akada <laughs> not moving what's the whole point of being a tortoise and having 170 years okay gange gopal as they say no get it no? so you see you finish the purpose and he says that that's a light and momentary affliction was it was next verse next verse yeah far more ah an eternal weight of glory as we we 
uh, things which are seen, but with things which are unseen. For the things which are seen are temporary or transient, or the things which are unseen are eternal. That means you are able to see what is temporary and you are able to see what is eternal. Temporary is always temporary. Temporary means so you are only for a little time you are worrying. But it is going to go. How people get anxious. Oh, what is going to happen? What is going to happen to my children? What is going to happen to my, to my, to my, to my uh, tomorrow? What is going to happen to my job? What is going to happen to my promotion? Worry, worry, worry. It's all temporary. Your eyes have to be taken away from the temporary to the eternal things. And that is what is what God is saying. That is the reason why we call it, we walk by faith and not by sight where the eternal becomes more real than the temporary. You got it? So three things. How, how, how do I know that I've increased, I mean, increased in my vision? First things, I'm able to see my own sin. Second, I'm able to see the scriptures and I'm able to find Jesus Christ. Third, I'm able to see the eternal and not the temporary and final. Fourth, I'm able to see the future. 29.18 Proverbs. Somebody can read it quickly. 29.18 if you have the KJV Bible. Even in Telugu it's fantastic. If you have the Telugu also you can read it. It's very nice. I will explain it to them. Ah. Abba. Where there is no vision, the people perish. Therefore, what is for our, that is the reason why we are in 2020. We need what vision? 2020 vision. Perfect vision. 6 by 6. Okay, now I'm going to, I'm a plus 14 now, so I'm going to definitely get reading glasses in a few, few, already I'm just trying to do this. It's going, it's going to come, bifocal is going to come very soon. <laughs> and I hate that, but it's okay. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> you see, that he's, he's saying I'm able to see God. How, how do I know this? How do I know that my vision has become clear? There is one example which I want to look at. Turn to Hebrews chapter uh, 11. Verse 21. That's all. One verse. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 21. Ah. When dying. Ah. He blessed each of the sons of Joseph, bowing in worship, leaning upon his, on his staff. What did he do? Isaac, his father, when he became old, blind completely. Why? Because stomach took over. Mutton. Okay, okay. Mutton was a big problem. I told you, no. Without mutton, he will not bless anybody. And it doesn't matter if you are the elder son or the younger son, you have to give him mutton. <laughs> Soup, okay. <laughs> okay. So only mutton is going to give, give, get, the, get the blessing out of this man. But you see, that is sight. Because you are sensual. Now what has happened to Jacob, he will not make the mistake of his father. And he says, the blessing of his father, of Jacob has exceeded the blessing of Isaac. Is one, in, one of, one of, in one of the verses he says. Look at what he says. Now Joseph brings two of his sons, Ephraim and Manasseh. And what is happening to this guy? Jo- Jacob, completely blind. But he knows who is spiritual and who is of his flesh. Literally. Who is of elderly or younger? Okay, doesn't matter. But I'm saying, who is of the spirit and who is of the flesh? And then he immediately Joseph says, Father, Father, this guy is the elder. You know what Jacob says? I know. I know who is the spiritual fellow in this. Ephraim or Manasseh. And he makes Ephraim the firstborn and Manasseh the second. That is vision. 
we are able to see into the future. You know, that is the reason why all prophets were called seers. They heard from God and they looked into the future and they knew exactly what will happen. In other words, they had this discernment. They were able to look at the times like it's the sons of Issachar. They had the understanding of the times and they're able. you, You don't have to be many people. You just have to be 200. 200 only. The entire army was numbered and there were thousands and thousands of the people in the army. But there are only how many seers? 200 seers. Sufficient. But you should have that vision. Now think about it, no? You look into your children. Are you able to see into the future? Are you able to pray and say, Lord, reveal to what is going to happen to my children before anything can happen to them? That's exactly what happened to Rebecca, no? Lord, what is going on? Two, two nations. Ask God for vision. Okay? So, uh, finally you are able to see, you have an understanding of what the, what the future is. And you know, right? How, how things are going to end. Everything is going to end. And everything which is going to be, which is able able to shaken will be shaken. Only those things which are not able to shaken will be remain, will remain. And it says, heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will not pass away. And heaven and earth will pass away, but he who does the will of my father will abide forever. Okay, so we understand that. So, first is, your, your first is vision, the opening of eyes. Second, to turn them from darkness to light. See, Light will not make any sense if you don't have vision. Right? Right? If you don't have vision, what's the whole point of having light? That's the reason why they said, philosopher is a blind man in a dark room searching for a black kite which is not there. And the problem is that he finds it. (laughs) Blind man in a dark room searching for a black kite which is not there. The problem is he finds it and tells exactly what the black kite means. So what is what is turning from darkness to light? First, we have to look at this thing. It is basically to turn. What is turning? Turn. We'll see. Acts chapter 3, verses 17 and 18. Acts chapter 3, verses 17 and 18. <clears throat> Somebody can read it quickly. Uh, yeah, yeah. Ah, that that means light and TNT, you're, you have, you're, you're no longer what? ignorant. Say that. No longer ignorant. Okay. I have understanding. Ignorance is gone. So, okay. Yet now, brethren, I know that you did it in ignorance as also your rulers, but those which God fought, uh, but those things which God foretold by the mouth of all his prophets that Christ would suffer, he has fulfilled. And then verse 19. Repent therefore and be. Ah, that word, the word to turn means to be converted. Adi. Conversion. Okay. To be converted from light to darkness. We were all sometimes what? Darkness. Now we should become light. That is the point. Okay. Like stars differ in glory, so also will the saints. You will all be, we are all people who are darkness. We were not walking in darkness. We were darkness. We have become light in Christ Jesus. Okay. Another place. Acts chapter 17 verse 30. Acts chapter 17 verse 30. Somebody can read it. Mm. Mm. 17, 17, 17. You are reading verse 26. No, no, you are reading 26, not 26. 30, 30. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 30, yeah. 30. Ah, the times of ignorance God has overlooked. 
ah everywhere to repent irrespective okay all people everywhere okay from one end of the one corner of the earth to the other corner of the earth irrespective of your caste creed gender etc 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 you all have to repent why next verse ah in what in righteousness he is going to judge what righteousness baba now we'll so we'll we'll know what are what are we actually ignorant of romans chapter 10 verse 1 2 and 3 actually romans chapter 10 verse 1 2 3 actually you can read 1 2 3 romans chapter 10 verse 1 2 and 3 brethren ah for israel that they might be saved what is my heart's desire that they should be saved ah ah uh they have zeal for god that means they are ignorant that's what he that's what he says next verse ah uh, they being ignorant of god's righteousness be going about establishing their own righteousness did not submit to the to the righteousness of god and the next verse for christ is the end of law is the end of the law of righteousness to everyone who full stop put it stop there now look at this let me explain this to you how many of you know uh, installment uh, principle installments you know you buy a product and you pay in installments okay emis equal monthly installments in uh, in uh, us and canada it's called mortgage mortgage means death trap that's it it's exactly what it means mortgage gauge mortgage death gauge trap okay so what is the righteousness which is of the law let me incrementally work on my righteousness finally will god will declare me righteous so i will pay my installments slowly one installment of the other installment of the other one work one work one work 99% obedience and 1% obedience is left let me finish that and then one day, one day god will declare me is that is what you think but you know what god does completely ulta first when you believe on jesus first of all he'll clear your debt no emi business paid in full see that is the reason why i don't like any emis if i have money i buy otherwise i don't <laughs> okay so whenever <laughs> you see the latest car no tata's nexon ev ev the next oh everybody knows it you know I, the reason why the reason why i'm excited about that car is because it's electric no that, that's the reason why i'm excited the technology is fantastic okay now instead of uh, putting fossil fuel you'll have to only charge it and uh, i was looking at the reviews no 15 lakh rupees only and emis will order so wah wow, 15 lakhs if i don't have the money i can buy it see god says in that's exactly how i work no installment business first of all paid in full that's remarkable see it is what we want is lord i want to pay my installments please can i can you please give me some loan like the prodigal son no father father uh, i just want to be one of your what servants hired servants so that i can pay back all the things that i gave you installments what are you doing rababa nonsense first of all no installment business paid in full check this ko first so what has happened what are we ignorant of we are ignorant that god has absolutely justified we don't have to be justified by anybody else nobody else's opinion matters anymore it's only god's opinion who matters and you know what he says you are good boy 
I see you. I don't see you in any other person but in my son. As long as you are in my son. As 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 30. Somebody read please. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 30. Yes. 3, 3, 30. 30. Yeah. 30. <laughs> Somebody said tell me. Yes. And because of him. Who is that him Baba? Because of God. Uh, you are in Christ Jesus. He has become for us wisdom from God, righteousness, holiness, and he paid us in full and he said, no installment business in my kingdom, you are completely righteous. But you know what? See, how do I know that I have appropriated this, appropriated this principle into my heart? Really, when I, when I, when I, when I really say, no, I am justified only by faith and not by the works of the law. When the opinions of men do not matter to me at all. Whatever people can say, when God says you have been declared righteous. What, see, that's the reason we turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 1, 2, 3. 1 Corinthians chapter 4, chapter 4 verse 1, 2 and 3. <clears throat> ah. Yes. Ah. As two words of the mysteries of God. Yeah. Moreover. Mm. That they be found faithful. Okay. Ah, it for but with me it is a very small thing. Ah. <laughs> oh, it is a small thing for me to be judged by you. That means it's nothing. Small thing and dainty. Nothing. To be judged by you or by any human court. Like for example, India has got talent. You have judge, that is called human court. And you have an SMS court also. Send your SMS. Who is the best? Okay. Public opinion. No? So, he says, even if the entire world calls me the best man, it's a small thing. And then go on, sister. Oh! What is the opinion about myself? I think that I am fantastic. Even if my conscience has got nothing, I am very, very sure that my conscience is not going to offend me. That also I am not going to consider. And move on. Oh my goodness, I am not even aware of anything against myself. I am thereby not acquitted or justified. But the one who... Oh, the Lord who judged. That is the reason why this guy did not care about who is... This guy might be an apostle, big time apostle, Baba. You know what? Your opinion about me is not going to matter. Your opinion about me is not what I'm looking for. God sees no man's face. So he was completely sold out to God. There was one guy who drew back. Who was that guy who drew back? Peter. Slowly. I didn't want to be uh, called by the Jewish people. No, 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 no. Slowly. No, and he immediately confronted him. Said, what are you doing, Jew? You being a Jew, you're living like a Gentile. You're compelling Jews to live like... Uh, Gentiles to live like Jews? Do you all know that we are being justified by faith apart from the works of the law? Do you know that? Do you know? Oh, you, does these people's opinion matter to you, Peter? You see? You that is it. Don't know. To John's Gospel chapter 12. John's Gospel chapter 12. <clears throat> John, John's Gospel chapter 12 and I'll tell you the verse, exact verse, okay? Just wait. Be a little patient, okay? John's Gospel chapter 12 and verse number verse 41 and 42 and 43. 
ఈవెన్ అమాంగ్ ద రూలర్స్ మెనీ బిలీవ్ చాలా మంది ఏం చేశారంటే విశ్వసించారంట ఓకే బికాస్ ఆఫ్ ద ఫియర్ ఆఫ్ ద ఫారసీస్ దే డి నాట్ కన్ఫెస్ ఇమ్ వై they don't want to be put out of the synagogue and the reason verse 43 abba they loved the praise of men praise of men other translations will use the word the glory of men rather than the glory of god that is the reason why when the when when jesus was taken by the devil to the pinnacle he says he showed him all the kingdoms of this world and their glory ah what he said <laughs> what are you talking about the glory of the people is not going to matter everybody can say you are great today they will say you are great tomorrow they will crucify me their opinions are very fickle there is only one person whose opinion will never change jesus christ is the same yesterday today and forever as long as you are in christ his, his opinion about you is not changed you are as long as you are in christ he does not see any iniquity in jacob wow, what a amazing promise it is and what has happened people are ignorant of that why the, why do they are why they are ignorant of that because they love the praise of men they want people to justify and say you are great you are great you are great hmm. doesn't matter see no weapon formed against us shall prosper and every lying tongue that is going to raise against us in judgment we shall condemn for this is our heritage as the servants of the lord for our righteousness is from him the lord has become our righteousness and don't be ignorant of that what does it mean if you're really really appropriated that in your heart no man's opinion will matter to you why it's so important for us to understand this no man's opinion will matter to you john's gospel chapter 3 verse 17 and 18 john's gospel chapter 3 verse 17 and 18 john's gospel chapter 3 verse 17 to 19 in fact you can read from verse 17 to 19 hmm Ah, he did not send his son to condemn the world. Do you think he has sent his son to condemn the world? No, he only sent his son to convict the world. When the Holy Spirit comes, he will convict the world of sin, of righteousness and of judgment. Okay, yes, yes. And so that the world might be saved through him. Ah, he who believes in him is not condemned. Yes. Why? Next verse. Son of God. And this is the condemnation, yes. or this is the condemnation or the judgment that light has come into the world what is light the opinion of god the enlightenment of god the light has come into the world but ah what is darkness you know i'll tell you what darkness is whenever you think about the opinions of men you are in darkness when only when you see yourself in the light of god that is the reason why those are very powerful verses let god be true Wow. Oh, what does that mean when compared to god you take mahatma gandhi we can call him mahatma but he's when compared to god he's a liar he says when he will only experiment with truth but he will never be able to find the truth about himself and in fact in fact you should read the very candid expressions right in that book he was trying to see how much of the sin nature he was he had in him because he used to sleep with young girls to see whether he could control his desires because he knew deep down inside of his heart he had passions very candid book 
experiments my experiments were proved by mahatma gandhi and mk gandhi very simple english okay everybody can understand it is no big deal at all my is book very simple easy read and you will see how he struggled this is a righteous man we call him mahatma okay that is basically uh, autobiography atma kada okay naaku oka atma daniko kada ichu okay okay so you see and he wrote that book and he and god says when compared to me any man you take any human court that is the reason why an unjust balance is an abomination to god but a just weight is is what delight and who is a just weight only one is a just weight that is god jesus himself okay understood everybody so uh, let me tell you something so this is a very interesting principle turn to i i, I refer to this verse very much a lot turn to proverbs chapter 12 and read verse 16 in the esv translation esv translation Proverbs chapter twelve, verse number sixteen. Proverbs chapter twelve, verse number sixteen. Ah, the fool's wrath is known easily. Yes. Ah, prudent man covereth him. That is your KJV, right? Ah, the vexation of the fool is known at once. Ah, the prudent man ignores him. Ante baad eman an koni. I don't care. You know why? God has called me beloved, righteous. so whether you call me great or not great is not going to matter to me and you can insult me and spit upon me it's still not going to matter isn't it incredible people spat upon jesus and they forced i mean they were literally provoking him so if you truly are the son of god huh, you know what you know what he said father forgive them even at that moment he knew that he did not lose that relationship with his father that the father absolutely loved him secure in the love of his father and the insults of many just ignored it's amazing no people can call you call you all kinds of insults and especially it will happen with believers when you go to uh, your low caste your madiga your kids ignore they are all small fellows i mean they they still men ignore it ignore Why? You know why? Because you are secure in the love of God. Understand that? So that is what is the power of from darkness to light. First is uh, opening of the eyes. Second is from darkness to light. Third, from the power of Satan to the power of God. The word power comes from the word the uh, the Greek word exousia, which is essentially means authority. Okay, how you are either under the authority of Satan or you are in the under the authority of God. How are you under the authority of Satan? As long as you fear the opinions of men, you are under the authority of Satan. and or we what we call as in the realm of witchcraft first samuel chapter 15 verse 22 first samuel chapter 15 verse 22 22 and 23 somebody can read it quickly ah samuel said ah and sacrifices and as in obeying the voice of the lord and then behold to obey is better than sacrifice and then go on ah the rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft and stubbornness as iniquity as idolatry rebellion and stubbornness ee rendu chaala dangerous okay wherever you find a rebel you find witchcraft you can be a rebel with or without a cause i'm a rebel with a cause and you make a movie called arjun reddy is a rebel how we celebrate rebel no che gubera inkalab zindabad ke viplavam ante manaku chaala ishtam 
<laughs> that is the reason why Sri has got such a great uh, this thing in our in our culture. And we made a movie also called Akali Rajam. If you have Sri Sri, you will only have Akali. <laughs> for those people. <laughs> you see, Vipra Bhaval Pardar So, you see, you need to understand, rebellion is as, and as long as you are a rebel, you are under the authority of, do you know why? Because he's a rebel. That is the reason why don't tolerate tantrums in your children. Okay. Children, when they do tantrums, just fast forward 15 years. What is the word that can, what kind of a tantrum he will throw then? Uh, exactly. And when they fast forward, when he becomes a husband or a, or a wife or a teenager, whatever it is, fast forward. If you don't deal with tantrum at that age, finished. If you don't bend as a small plant, you will never be bent when you are a you need to understand this is a very very important principle okay that is so so and that will be one thing in your life will be tested every day whether you are under the authority of god or you are under the authority of satan and how do you know that you are under the authority of god you have what opposite of rebellion is submission right turn with me to first peter chapter 5 First Peter chapter 5 and I'm going to just few more uh, verses and we'll end okay another 10 minutes maybe maximum first Peter chapter 5 and verse <coughs> 6 and 7 uh, for, for 5 6 and 7 yeah yeah ah submit yourself to the elders what kind of elders all good elders ah, the qualification of the elder is not given there ah period if the elder is good, submit. If the elder is not good, rebel. Does it say? No, think about it. No, if you, will, will you apply that in your in your office? If your boss is good, submit. If your boss is bad, rebel. Let us four or five people come together and write some. Eh, you know, you know something. It will just backfire on you. Don't ever try all those stupid things. You think you, your professor, if you write something against your professor, your director will say, hey, Sabash, beta. I was looking for this in my... No, no, no. He's going to side with the professor, not with you. I have seen, no. Eight years in triple no. Give us your feedback as to what you think about a professor. They will ask the students. And do you think they'll fire, they'll fire the professor? No. It's just for your tasalli, that's all. The professor will get the increment at the end of year. Don't worry. <laughs> it is not going to happen, Baba. See, these are all very, very, they, nobody does that in their office, but they think, no, when they come to church, they can do all these things. What is the qualification of the elder? Then we will submit. Nonsense. Yes, shut your mouth. Submit. You see, it's, this is such an important principle. Naman had a servant girl. Naman had a servant girl. Now look at this principle over here. Naman had a servant girl in his life. And I, we don't know what kind of a boss Naman was. But it says in First Peter chapter 2, don't just submit to the bad masters, also submit to the, I mean, good, just not only submit to the good masters, but also submit to the bad masters. Why? Because Christ also left you an example. He became the Madhuri. He also left you an example and servants, you need to understand Christ had to become a servant so that he could bring salvation into your life. 
and if you want to become you have to become you want to bring salvation into others life you also have to become a servant like that girl so that that the other person will get salvation into their life Naaman could have been a very proud fellow but there was one servant girl who accepted to submit herself under the authority of this gentile ruler and you know what happened because of her submission salvation came that is the way of Christ that is the way of Christ You need to understand these are very, very important principles and this will be tested. So if you are growing in your gospel, what is increasing? Sight is increasing. Second, what is increasing? Light is increasing. Third, what is increasing? Submission is increasing. Increasing in submission. What an oxymoron. Bah. Power of God or the power of Satan? What do you want? The authority of God or the authority of Satan? Authority of Satan will look very, very nice initially. But you need to understand at the end of it, it is death. There is a way that seems right to a man, but. Okay, so, for, fourth one, that you might receive what? The forgiveness of sins. You know what? The there will be an increasing need in your life that I need to be what? Forgiven. Those who love God much will also know that they have been forgiven much. Oh, Lord, forgive me. Every day you will say, forgive me, Lord. Forgive me, Lord. Forgive me, Lord. Repent, 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 repent. You, first of all, you start off as a least of all the elders. That's what I, I mean, least of all the pastors. When I graduate a little more, when the work of God has become more deeper in my life, I become, you know what, I'm the least of all the elders. I'm better than, not least of all the saints, but Abigail or Joanna is better than me. I, I, I should come to the point. And finally, I'm the chief of sinners. That is graduation. Finally, after he acknowledges chief of sinners, Baba, you have graduated now. Take this PhD in Christendom. The crown of righteousness. That is what we call it. No? And he gets an incredible entrance into the kingdom of God. You know why? Because he is increasingly understood that he needs what? Forgiveness. And if you want to be forgiven, what should you do? Adi. You should forgive others. Okay. Love covers a multitude of sins. Learn to overlook the faults of the others, my dear brothers and sisters. And if you do that, you know what God will do? He will overlook your faults also. <laughs> Simple. <laughs> okay. And finally, an inheritance among those who are being sanctified by faith in him. You know, finally, you know what is there? You have an inheritance. What inheritance? I'll tell you what that inheritance is. Turn to Proverbs chapter 12. Sorry, uh, Proverbs chapter 11, verse 30. Proverbs chapter 11, verse 30. Proverbs chapter 11, verse 30. And Daniel chapter 12 verse 3. First Thessalonians chapter 2 verse 1, 2 and 3. 1 and 3. The 13. First, first go to Proverbs chapter 11. Sorry, 12 verse uh, 3. Sorry, 11, 30. Read verse 11, 30 bro. Ah. Ah. Ah, the fruit of the righteous is a tree of life. And he who wins souls. You know what? You'll have a soul. Ask God this year, Lord. Impact one soul for you. One soul for you. Because you know what? There is great rejoicing in heaven over... How many of you want to cause rejoicing in heaven? There is not great rejoicing in heaven when you get an increment. Your problem is, if you get increment, then you say, Baba, what will happen to this fellow? Will he become proud or will he become humble? Will he give off his money or will he hide his money? That is a danger in heaven. But when there is soul which is being said, great rejoicing. How many of you want to be a cause? It's 12, 3. Daniel chapter 12, verse 3. Pananda Moodu. 
those who are wise ah okay they, those who are wise will shine like the brightness of the firmament oh and those who turn many to righteousness kya baat hai like the stars forever and ever and ever you know what he says the seven letters to the seven churches and the seven lamps and to the seven stars who are the seven stars who are the seven stars in god's hand who are the seven stars in god's hand you know who the seven stars are in god's hand turn to revelation chapter 1 i'll tell you who the seven stars are in god's hand oh lord i'm going to end okay i'm i'm done i'm done okay i'm done revelation chapter 1 please read that verse if if you have found it revelation chapter 1 now verse 16 somebody read it ah seven stars yes and the seven lampstands yeah ah and he's going to tell you who the seven stars are read on hmm hmm ah ah verse 20 20 20 verse 20 ah ah oh who are they the angels of the seven churches who are the pastors you know that am taking that the seven churches are the angels angel of the church is sardis who is the angel of the church is sardis pastor i mean the angel of the church gtc is uh, pastor james assistant uh, star is uh, star assistant star <laughs> okay that those are angels why because the job that has been given to the star is to turn many into the ways of righteous that is the inheritance that is the inheritance and you will all be the stars in god's hand so that you will turn many into the way of righteousness do you want to be star that is the reason why there was a star the wise men saw the what star what did the way did they, where did they find the star in the east and what should the stars do they have to travel all the way from the east and to point out to the place where jesus is living is born so the work of a star is to point you all from the ways of okay, to point you away from the ways of the east and to bring you to the place where jesus is that is the star in god's hand wise people you will have what an inheritance first thessalonians chapter 2 and finally first thessalonians chapter 2 and we will finish that first thessalonians chapter 2 <sighs> somebody found it and was 12 if i'm right uh 2 12 uh no 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 yes uh sorry sorry one second one second one sec first, second thessalonians not second first thessalonians second thessalonians chapter 2 verse uh where it says um, you are our crown and our rejoicing no now uh, 218 first thessalonians 218 sorry thank you thank you dr richard 218 and 19 yes because we wanted to come to you i paul again and again but satan hindered us for what is our hope or joy or a crown of boasting before you before our lord jesus as it is coming is it not you for you are our glory and our joy you are our glory and our joy and that is the reason why he tells the shepherds if you are a faithful shepherd you will receive a what a crown of glory crown of glory amen Okay so this is how we know that you are growing in the gospel first thing what is the first thing we have opening of our eyes second 
increase of light increasing we know the what is the what is the justification by faith we know what is right, true righteousness and what is not true righteousness third from the power of uh, the authority of satan or the authority of god fourth forgiveness of sin we increasingly understand the need of our own forgiveness and fifth we, we turn many people to righteousness that is how i know that i have appropriated the gospel the effects of the gospel in my life are these five amen let's pray father we just thank you we praise you we worship you for this time we give you glory honor and praise that you are an awesome god at your mercy and yours forever enable us to continually grow even as we study your word and your scriptures in your ways and in the gospel for it is the power of god unto salvation to everyone who believes for as it is written the just shall live by faith of righteousness which is from faith to faith and let faith increase in our lives thank you father that we will come increasingly under the authority of god and of the word of god in our lives we thank you we praise you we give you glory in jesus mighty name amen amen